Hello, I'm Amy Stevenson, and this is The Human CEO. In each episode, we'll be meeting with CEOs and senior leaders to understand their approach to leadership, the challenges they faced, and how they overcame them. We'll also be asking what they feel it takes to be a great leader. I do want to change this. It needs changing. I do want to disrupt this space and I want to transform the way we do it. So I want it to be that we can just talk about this stuff. I mean, why do you put that in the biscuit tin? Welcome to The Human CEO. I'm your host, Amy Stevenson, and today I'm joined by Sheila Hogan. Sheila's the founder and CEO of Biscuit Tin, a digital legacy business providing a secure vault to hold all the threads of life in one place. In 2016, Sheila was inspired to start Biscuit Tin following the death of her father. As the idea formed, Sheila built a strong team around her and gained early interest from investors and media alike. In February 2022, Sheila faced the dragons on BBC's Dragon's Den with a strong mission to transform the way people manage their end-of-life planning and life closed down. Sheila joins us today to share her insight as a leader and the human CEO. Thanks for joining us today, Sheila. I'm really looking forward to hearing about your story. Thank you, Amy. I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for asking me. No problem. Looking forward to it. So can you tell us a little bit about Biscuit Tin and what you're hoping to achieve and what you're building, please? Yeah, so um, Biscuit Tin is effectively um, a death tech company, right? That um, We're trying to make life admin easier for us while we're living, but ultimately... Um, easier for those that you love when you're gone mm-hmm. and uh, and by by that we mean so we're helping people create a digital legacy to be proud of basically yeah. and it's all born from my personal experience having to close down the lives of my parents armed with a biscuit tin full of mm-hmm. old papers and finding out firsthand that do you know what this is completely broken it's just yeah. a nightmare it took me two years to close down my dad's life I had to send out copies and copies of death certificates to close down stuff. I had to become detective to find stuff. I didn't know what he wanted because he wouldn't talk about it before he died, oh. you know, and it just felt completely overwhelming. And mm. um, so that all of that personal experience coupled with my professional experience, because I've been in tech since I, I left school. Mm-hmm. And um, and and I've worked a lot, not techie tech, yeah. but basically I, for my whole career, I've worked in digital transformation um, to try and use technology to transform the way we do things. So so effectively, those two worlds came together about yeah. you know two years after Dad died, and 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 I thought, my God, we've got to transform this. We yeah. need tech to do this stuff. And and then that's how Biscuit Tim was born, basically. Brilliant. Um, I mean, it's, it's a tough time anyway, but I think having to go through what you then went through, I think I applaud what you what you're doing. And actually, when I saw you on Dragons Den, it just it just struck a chord. I think it's fantastic yeah. what you're building and how you're trying to help people. So yeah, that must have been yeah. an experience. Yeah. It was an incredible experience, right? What a journey. I mean, from from start to finish, it was a whole year in total. Um, Yeah, so they they first contacted me back in February last year, and then Mm -hmm. the program aired um, February this year. So, yeah, there's lots of stage gates, lots of, um, you know, hoops to jump through. Um, lots of due diligence that they're checking out on you and the company and mm-hmm. you know and things like that and, and making sure that what you're saying is 
is kind of like bona fide and um you know all that kind of stuff and then and then the actual kind of interview stage gates and presentations and things um and then not knowing because at every stage of the way even after you've filmed you don't know whether you're actually going to get aired on tv or or not so so you know there's there's question at every every stage of the of of the game really and I was very very fortunate to get through to the filming to go through it all and the growth opportunity for me personally Mm -hmm. as well you know to go to go through that I mean and also because there was exactly three weeks from from the day that they said that I was through to filming to the day of filming there was just three weeks so that three weeks was pretty intense right Um, because I just thought to myself, oh, my goodness, this is the opportunity of a lifetime, right? It has to be, I have to feel like when I go in there that I am ready for this and I have done all I possibly can to make it the performance of a lifetime and do the best for this business, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so I went for acting lessons. Did you? I were doing, you? yeah, because I, I wanted to kind of like learn, you know, more about that and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and some, you know, a friend of mine um, had recommended that, that that might be a good idea to do it. Um, yeah. And she, because she'd been on some of these um, courses. It's, um, yeah, the acting lab, actually, um, a lady up in, in Dundee called Elaine Newton. And uh, and yeah, she, I learned so much from that, seriously. And, and I am convinced that, you know, she helped me come across as quite kind of calm and, mm-hmm. you know, in as much as you can be in these situations, right? Yeah. A bit more yeah. in control than, than I possibly ever could um, if I hadn't been through those coaching sessions with her mm-hmm. um yeah it was incredible and that we, the the other unfortunate thing i think was that we were um i was getting ready to do um the investment raise and we were actually just remodeling the financials and the projections at the same time and that only was finalized the day before I went for filming, right? Oh. And you know what they're like for financial yeah, they drill down, don't they? They're sticklers for it. So I knew. So I was quite confident I had my pitch off pat, you know, and, and things. But then these I had these financials, there's probably about 25 financial numbers, of, mm-hmm. you know, on a grid that I had. Five columns, five rows kind of thing for five years financials. And, and I knew I had to know every single one of them. And so in the car going, because um, I live just outside Edinburgh and uh, mm-hmm. in East Lothian and um, driving down to Manchester, my husband was driving and I was sat in the back of the car like a teenager cramming, <laughs> studying these numbers and reciting them and, yeah. and then going back to my pitch, making sure I hadn't forgotten that. So, yeah, it was all pretty intense, but um, yeah. do you know what? All worth it. But all worth it, it in the end. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. And so you've just been out to Silicon Valley as well as part of the startup grind you went out there with. Startup Grind, yes, yeah. Startup yeah. Grind Scotland. They were they've been incredible to get this off the uh, you know get this off the ground. They got funding from the Mark Logan report that the Scottish government commissioned. He recommended that they needed a, a Scottish tech ecosystem fund to actually fund the creation of an ecosystem that could mimic the likes of Silicon Valley and and you know that kind yeah. of you know mindset and ambition mm-hmm. I suppose out there to be you know one of the best tech centers um in, in create that in Scotland and so this trip was um 
was funded by that ecosystem fund that the government's created and um, it was competition we had to apply and they chose out of 180 applications they chose the the top 20 mainly tech companies um which they kind of deemed us as the the kind of like top scotland's top tech um 20 if you if you know what i mean so yeah Fantastic. very very privileged and honored to have been on that trip too mm -hmm. Um, so, so, so exciting and oh yeah. my goodness, it's mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing, um, out there. I would recommend anybody just, you know, try and experience something like that to see the difference in the ambition, I suppose. Um, mm -hmm. we're very, we're very conservative, aren't we here, um, oh, in the UK yeah. and, um, you know, it, it's just mind blowing and, and also to see, you know, how far on some of this tech is right i mean who would not you know we we went to nvidia um and there's a digital twin of the earth right they can predict you know everything that's going on in the earth and what might happen on the back of that Good right enough. on a on a on a on a board about this bit about sorry you know i, I can't even say it. like size of a of two credit cards right uh -huh. um on a board that that kind of holds all of that it is just like incredible yeah. yeah yeah no and so as the leader of an organization at that point in in such an exciting point in, in its life cycle what are your biggest challenges as a leader of biscuit tin at the moment well the big thing for me is about growing the team mm -hmm. okay so moving from being um, that self-funding founder and right just grabbing as much kind of free resource yeah. support mentoring you know and grants and things like that as I possibly can to having some funds to to really and to really come in and 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 create the kind of leadership team and the internal team that is actually gonna fulfill our vision basically yeah. um so yeah that that is occupying a lot of my time mm -hmm. at the moment uh, I've got a great guy in I've just brought a great guy in to help me with the sales side the sales director um, which is absolutely fantastic I need the tech mm -hmm. side of it now which is a big challenge and yes. anybody yeah. in tech I'll know or anybody in any business right right now that actually needs to use tech at all tech recruitment has just gone mad Mm -hmm. and you know salaries um scarcity is just out there so i would say that the tech recruitment is probably one of my biggest challenges in terms of the the growth um on that side but then the i suppose the other side of it is there's a there's an actual the customer side of things um in, as well is is about you know really overcoming the barriers um that that we have as humans basically mm -hmm. around thinking about death and actually planning for it you know there's some behavioral things there that we need to make sure that our our kind of proposition our product um actually you know does the trick in terms of that motivation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and engaging people in such a way that you know it doesn't matter you don't have to talk about death as such you know uh -huh. you just put you just putting this stuff in your biscuit tin you're just getting organized you know and 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 you're doing it because um 
you know, you know, it's going to help you, right? Mm-hmm. In in life, you know, if you've got everything sorted and it's all in one place and you can call upon it and it's secure and um but also that you know that, you know, you're not going to leave a mess behind, right? Yeah, if anything yeah, yeah. ever happened to you. Because I mean that I mean you know, my dad's two years, but so, so simple compared to my life and and you know the the amount of relationships that we all have, the threads of our lives um you know now with yeah. digital stuff you know all these you know even all these subscriptions that we have you know yeah, netflix yeah. dropbox apple you know uh, seriously it's just crazy and you know pension pots were one thing for me you know I, where, where's you know i had bits of pension pots in loads of places that i didn't even know they were there mm-hmm. um you know and i just think and two businesses that my family had nothing to do with and you know, and you just think, how would they sort that lot out? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's a great wouldn't. concept. It's a great concept. Mm. And and your journey into leadership, then was it? Did it happen quite organically, or was it by design, or how did that happen? <laughs> oh, I don't know about uh, I don't know about you, Amy. I don't know about ever, but there's there's a there's a is it a meme or a gif? I know I never know which one it is, right? But that where there's that little bossy lass that's pointing, right? <laughs> yeah. And and it says something like, you know, she wasn't bossy, she was just great leadership skills or something. Yeah. Well, I think I was that bossy kid, right? Um, you know, and so I just it, there's a natural thing there, right? That um and I, I, I do try not to be like that by the way. Anyway, you, you kind of mature, don't you? Yeah. After you know, a lot of bit. I used to want to control everything. Um you learn from that and, mm-hmm. and and things and and I would hope that that I'm not you know I'm not quite as like that I can be and I know we all can right if we want to be but <laughs> I would hope that um you know over the years uh, you know I've, I've kind of learned that you know it's more about there are some times when that you know there are lots of other people who don't want to take the lead though I think you know mm-hmm. again there's there's recognizing that too and just yeah. you know but allowing those that are probably sat in the middle you know i would probably always stand up and take the lead if i needed to right but you know there there and the, there are others that probably never would at all but then there are some in the middle that you know if us that always would always did they would never get the chance and i think mm-hmm. it's you know it's just kind of like recognizing i suppose um when to when to kind of step back and and, and allow others to um to come forward Mm-hmm. um and and delegating and you know and all that kind of thing so yeah. i think there's a there's a natural leadership gene in there okay. uh, and i would hope that i've kind of like toned it down and honed it um <laughs> to be uh to be um you know the leader that I would, you know, I'm, I'm, well, I'm still learning, I'm still growing and, and, mm-hmm. and growing this team is actually going to be another um, experience. Because obviously I've been in management positions before, mm-hmm. I've, I've run my own business before in, mm-hmm. in, in different ways, but I would hope through all those experiences that, that this time around I can be the leader that I um, aspire to be. Brilliant. And you mentioned the leadership gene previously, and you mentioned delegation. Are there skills and characteristics that you think all leaders need to have to be successful, or is it case by case? I, I think I'm probably going to be a bit um, kind of like, you know, textbook here, I suppose. But um, it, 
for me, it's about being able to share a vision. Mm-hmm. Being able to share a bit of vision, get people behind you, right? Yeah. To that also believe in that vision and then leading the way in terms of delivering on it. That to me is is what kind of like leadership um is and 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 the, the, i think the other kind of important thing and the things that i kind of like cherish and admire mm-hmm. is the authenticity around a leader and and the the kind of like you know the the kind of ins- inspiring you know the inspiration that you might get from from those things okay Brilliant. And, and can you remember sort of in, is there any point in your career or anyone that's sort of given you a piece of advice that shaped your approach to leadership? Have you sort of learned from other people or read any books or things like that that have shaped your leadership style? I've done a lot of, I went through a phase, well, I still do, right? I, 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 I class myself as a constant and never ending learner, mm-hmm. right? And, and a lot of that has come through, um, I think we all have our own personal development journeys, yeah. Mm-hmm. And mine started way back um, with um, I went on some stuff up here when I worked for the Royal Bank and um, Mind Store, um, which kind of first started my, I would say, my personal development journey around everything. I then moved on and eventually got into Tony Robbins mm-hmm. and. Uh, he, he was definitely, uh, that, I mean, going through his kind of master university was life-changing for me. Mm-hmm. You know, he, um, you know, made me realise um, that it's up to me, right? And mm-hmm. and to have, you know, that if I, you know, want a level 10 of anything, you know, right, if I want a life of you know, like X, um, then I need to create that life um, like X, right? And I, you know, and I need to behave in a way that, you know, and completely believe that I am, you know, creating and I live that life of X. And and so there's a lot of, I think a lot of it is, is for me, my development has been, it all leads to leadership, I think, right? But a lot of it is all about mindset. Mm-hmm. mindset you know I then went into kind of like um a lot of the um law of attraction stuff you know mm-hmm. I went into looking at the secret and you know how positive thoughts create positive things you know all of that stuff so I went you know I did go on a big journey and um because I do think energy and thought the way that we think about things is really critical right and 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 there's a few things that that came that i i kind of remember from from those kind of things a few kind of sayings and in fact one of them right i I just bought while i were out in silicon valley i thought oh i want i need to take a bit of a memento for the office right um what am i going to buy and they were like one of these you know these plaques that kind of um say something and and um i thought oh god that's brilliant that just resonates this week for me and it's she believed she could so she did <laughs> and and that just kind of like sums up all this positive thought all this kind of like having faith in yourself having belief in yourself and yeah. just you know getting on with it I suppose and yeah um so so yeah 
brilliant. It's the James Allen as a as a man thinketh, isn't it? That kind of concept. Is it? Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm not that cultured. I'm not that cultured <laughs> to know where it's come from, right? So, as a man thinker, right? Yeah, so it's, it's that concept, not necessarily that quote, but that concept right. comes from, from that book, I'm sure. Yeah. And if anyone's listening and I've got that wrong, then please correct me. Feel free to do that. <laughs> so, is there any advice that you would offer to someone looking to follow in your footsteps then? So, about to take a step into a leadership journey or about to, you know, start leading a team, is there any advice that you'd share with them? To be authentic. I think there's a fine line in terms of, I would say be transparent, right? Mm -hmm. But also people are looking to you, um, you know, to to actually to lead, to lead as opposed to kind of like, you know, sharing all your troubles, I suppose. Yeah, but there's, yeah. So there's a fine line, I think. There's a balance to be had around what you might keep to yourself as opposed to share the team. But, but yeah. you know, my approach is, you know, that, that to be as authentic as possible and, and, and just, you know, keep going, keep sharing that vision, keep, mm. you know, whatever vision it is that you're trying to create by, by that leadership role, um, you know, or the culture you're trying to create within a team or, a, you know, et cetera, just keep, keep going forward with it yeah. and, um, you know, and just do it. Yeah. right um, there's a lot of kind of procrastination um mm -hmm. around and i think you know for me anyway i you know there's a jdi kind of yeah. approach with yeah. it um you know where you know we, we're gonna we, we're gonna get some things wrong but you know what is it what's the the kind of agile thing that um yeah, fail fail fast fail yeah, yeah yeah that's it fail fast yeah yeah. um so so just just get on with it let's not procrastinate let's just let's just do some stuff and at least we're moving forward and we're constantly moving forward kind of thing yeah yeah in reason, shoulder and, in reason of course yeah drop your shoulder and crack on is the uh the family phrase oh, in Yorkshire. all right yeah cool <laughs> and, and so you mentioned tony robbins previously in terms of mm. him having a bit of an influence but i'm always really interested to understand what leaders are, are reading or listening to, if there are podcasts or books that have influenced you in the past. Is there any anything that springs to mind for you? I love Oprah Winfrey, mm -hmm. right? I absolutely admire her, right, in terms of where she's come from, mm -hmm. what she's done, and her authenticity, right? Yeah. I think there's a theme, definitely a theme there in terms of, you know, I'm a Yorkshire lass, a spades a spades, right? Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. don't try and pull the wool over my eyes. Don't tell me, you know... Don't flower it up. Just tell me how it is. Mm -hmm. um, and I think she's definitely got that that kind of trait. And so I really admire her and I love watching her, yeah, her yeah. programs. In terms of reading, I, I can, well, let me share with you. I mean, I, I talked about the Tony Robbins and, uh, you know, and I went through the, like I said, The Secret. And I, I got into John Asaraf, actually, um, who is a neuroscientist-based okay. kind of... He was in The, the Secret. Um, he was the vision board guy. I love vision boards as well, by the way. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just about to do a new one because I've done everything on the last one, which Good is amazing. Yeah. Um, but, um, but, yeah, John Asaraf, he, is, um, he kind of, like, really resonates with me. I have a lot of his... Um, audio kind of neuro things that okay. um inner size he calls them inner sizes and it's you know a lot of it is about positive thinking depending on what you do he does things like winning the game of fear winning the game of procrastination 
winning the game of weight loss, even mm-hmm. uh, winning the game of wealth, right? Um, it does all these winning the game of, and it's kind of like a series of audios. So I love listening to um, to all those kind of kind of things too. But in terms of just recent reading, I've I've just read. So we've got a really exciting partnership with um, an author um, of um, a series of books called the biscuit tin secrets club yeah, brilliant and whilst i was in silicon valley i read the series one of that book and it's just brilliant and the, the author's called samantha michaels okay. um lovely lady and um and i'm working with her and her agents um elaine um, from books office mm-hmm. um so yeah um it's all about some um, biscuit tins from world war Two. Um, that are full of secrets, basically, from um, a group of six ladies. And, um, and yeah, so um, I actually read the first one whilst I was away, which was very cool and very exciting. So, yeah, we're, we're kind of, you know, part in partnership um, with them because, obviously, the two things are very yeah. um, aligned. Um, and then we also got, well, so out in Silicon Valley, I got um, Andy McMillan, a guy who runs the CEO of um, User Testing, we went to their headquarters in San Francisco, um, our cohort, and he gave us all a signed copy of his book. So I haven't started it yet, um, but it's called User Tested. Um, and I am going to read that, actually. Yeah. Um, how the world's top companies use human insight to create great experiences. Now, that is very Fantastic. valid yeah, for, um, you know, for what, um, for my business and mm. um and, and yeah, so I'm actually, I am going to read that. And the guy was, you know, phenomenal as well about leadership and very interesting as yeah. well. So he's another kind of inspiration, really. And he was talking about um, participant leadership, which I found very interesting. And, and I'd certainly like to aspire to, you know, so instead of controlling and you do things this way, more mm-hmm. around, you know, if there's, if there's a new idea, you know, you just participate putting your ideas into the mix mm-hmm. but you're not forcing your idea through if that makes sense you're yeah. kind of like creating it within the group and letting letting the other participants also kind of you know and, and get the best out of everything in terms of just driving forward your own um, ideas so yeah I'd love to kind of you know pick up some of that mm-hmm. um, leadership um, leadership style too Definitely. There's a lot to be said for the shoulder to shoulder thing, isn't there? I mean, mm. previously it was all the leader was out in front and then there was a sort of people were leaders were behind their people in terms of empowering them. But there's a lot to be said for being shoulder to shoulder at times, especially oh, yeah. I suppose with what we've just come through in the last couple of years where nobody kind of knew what was next. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, we, we just we just all need each other, don't we? You know, mm. um, you know, we do. And we all bring something different. Um and, and strengths and as particularly you know the the, the, the leadership team recruitment that I'm doing now I'm calling it co-founding yeah. co-founding right I'm not bothered about you know it's you know to, it is shoulder to shoulder I'm mm-hmm. expecting us to work you know completely in partnership completely as a team um you know to 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 deliver this mission yeah I love it. I love it. And then you mentioned Oprah Winfrey previously. What I also want to understand is if there is a leader past or present that you particularly admire, and if so, what is it about them? It's definitely Oprah Winfrey, I think. Is it? Right. Yeah. Past or present. I mean, I, I, I do want to think about a women one, right? 
a female leader. There are lots, I mean, seriously, there's lots of women in my personal circle that I admire and are inspired by too. But yeah, in terms of the kind of like the famous ones, I think there's Oprah Winfrey, Sheryl Sandberg's another Mm -hmm. one. I think her resilience after losing a husband was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, so so I suppose there's a theme here with a bit of a death thing, and there are some other ladies in Scotland um, as well who have come through that kind of experience, and you just think, wow, you know, mm-hmm. to pick yourself up when your life's been dragged from under you, yeah, um, you know, is is very very inspiring. To have those kind of like you know stressful you know careers um as well and to to continue with them um those kind of things and and where you know opera's come from and never i don't think she's she's ever forgotten her roots either you know she's she's been on a mission and she's um and she's had that vision and delivered on it absolutely and then and then so (laughs) yeah definitely i bet she could never have imagined um you know having done what she's done you know today yeah, it's phenomenal. And, and so tell us a bit about Biscuit Tin and what's next over the next six, nine, 12 months. What's going to be happening besides building the team? What's yeah. happening that you can share with us? Yeah, the team's the key thing. Um, the other thing is partnerships. Mm-hmm. So we've got some really exciting partnerships that are about to go live shortly, but also mm-hmm. then, you know, throughout the rest of the year, we focused on um, on delivering those partnerships. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is the product development. So we've got lots of, I mean, as you can imagine that, you know, the, the product's got arms and legs in terms of, you know, where it can go. Yeah. Uh, we've got some really exciting, um, you know, new features, even new products um, that are associated to this that are planned for the rest of the year. And on the back of, um, you know, the Dragon's Den experience mm-hmm. and and also Silicon Valley, it seems like the universe is pushing us towards accelerating our international plans. So I'm not saying that's going to be all in this year, right? But certainly we're kind of accelerating the, the research and the preparation um, for how we how we kind of tackle the, the global expansion whilst we prove everything in the UK. So, so that's yeah and and obviously um you know in parallel to all of that there is uh, there's more investment raising um mm-hmm. to be done um so that's that's the the other thing um, well, that should be <laughs> yeah yeah pretty busy yeah at the moment but so exciting yeah. so exciting and at every step of the way i'm kind of like wow i've come this far right yeah you know, I'm going to do this, yeah. just more and more kind of, you know, I suppose, confidence um, and, and you know, and support as well, mm-hmm. you know, attracting, you know, the, you know, the right support, the right mentors, the right advisory board, for example. Yeah. Um, and board members around, around us. Um, and, and Dragon's Den has actually, you know, put us on the map, right? Good. In Good. terms of you know brand awareness and even concepts, you know, mm-hmm. it's a big thing, kind of like coming into, you know, creating a new concept that that you know people don't really think about yeah. um, much. But then, 
you know, also a new brand. There's, you know, there's, there's an education process, etc. And so, um, you know, I couldn't ever recreate a 12 minute BBC One primetime um, advert, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just, you know, I just couldn't. Right. So it was absolutely, you know, a turning point for us in terms of, you know, brand awareness and, you know, we've attracted, you know, lots and lots of users, lots and lots of partnership, you know, requests Mm -hmm. and also investor interest, you know. So, so yeah, it's been exciting. I mean, that dinner that I went to um, at the Mansion House um, Mm -hmm. in London um, last week, I just sat down at the table, held out my hand to a guy that was next to me. Uh, Hello, I'm Sheila Hogan. Um, He says, I know who you are. I've seen you on Dragon's Den. (laughs) Right? Um, And I'm like, oh, my God. Right? It's that. It's like, oh, my God, infamous. (laughs) (laughs) It's great, though. I think what you're doing and what you're building is fantastic. And, And how did it not exist before? Yeah. I know it is a bit it is a bit crazy and um, I suppose it's just that you know we just we just don't want to think about it yeah mm-hmm. and but I do I mean ultimately I do want to change this it needs changing I do want to disrupt this space and I want to transform the way we do it so I want it to be that we can just talk about this stuff I mean why do you put that in your biscuit tin mm-hmm. right put it in your biscuit tin right so that we're actually whilst we live in we create in this, I mean, obviously, there's the functional stuff, right? You need you need to have, have all your accounts and your documents and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. one really exciting thing for me is let's just create a digital legacy, right, yeah. of our lives whilst we live in, mm-hmm. right? Let's pull in the, you know, the stuff that we want from all our kind of social media stuff. Let's put, a, you know, um, let's just create that and so that yeah. we've got something that's really exciting to hand down the generations, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that really excites me. Fantastic. Well, Sheila, thank you for sharing your story. It's been great speaking with you and great hearing about the progress that you're making at Biscuit Tea. And I wish you the best of luck. And uh, I'll keep my eyes peeled and watch your space. Thank you so much, Amy. It's a delight to be on here. And, and well done you creating this podcast, seriously. And um, and all the best with, with all of that human CEO stuff. That is brilliant. <laughs>